Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And, and today we're joined by two <laughs> special vampire guests. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guests we've seen before and we have a, a new member to the to the coven, shall we say, this week. Um, mm-hmm. So Donna, um, a former, shall we say, a former nerdy of the uh, nerd of the month, because the title's been taken away now, uh, and her lovely <laughs> sister Sam. So we've got two Sams on the podcast, which is not going to get confusing at all. So hopefully, <laughs> you can tell the difference between the two. So how are you two today? We're good. I'm a little unprepared, but good. <laughs> sounds like us. So that's fine. Um, this, this is the title of this week's podcast. Unprepared. <laughs> the vampire story so yes uh, <laughs> the vampire chronicles <laughs> the vampire chronicles oh dear <laughs> never seen this show so i can't really comment too much there no nope, neither have <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> good start so yes uh this week's halloween uh themed podcast is all about vampires how it's been shown in movies and tv shows and even even literature and comics we might touch on as well at some points because it, it all they all have played a part in some things. And I think it's probably one of the oldest type of movie monsters out there. And one of the most interesting, I think, and it has the most lore, uh, shall we, uh, and have so many variations, but similar mm. in the same ways as well. Um, it always kind of interested me as well when I was a kid, which is a little bit bizarre, but uh, there's a... It's been scary, it's been romanticised. There's a lot of different elements to vampires and the stories that go behind it. So before we get started as well, as Sam always likes to do, I'll get wrong before I forget, we'll get a little disclaimer out the way. Yeah, it's just to say, with just a disclaimer to say that everything that we talk about today is our opinions and our opinions alone. And if you don't like them, then that's fine. Come and have a conversation with us, come find us in the, the come find us on Facebook and comment in the comments in YouTube. And we just want to keep the toxicity out of fandoms. There we yes, go. Very much said, so. Vampires. <laughs> that was the voice I was going to try and do at the beginning and bottled it. So. <laughs> uh, we've got plenty of opportunities to show ourselves up through this, so I think it'll be fun. So before mm. we get started as well, we always do like mm. uh, the guests that introduce themselves a little bit. I know, geez, I've just seen Donna's eyes. That's just freaked us out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see them when she came on. <laughs> no, because I can see the bright light is like showing the thing, but Jesus, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's creeped us out a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but that's fine. Uh, so we like to have our guests introduce themselves. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, we know a little bit about Donna. If you want to tell us a little bit more and Sam, tell us of your nerdy credentials shall we say okay i was gonna say you first (laughs) i don't really know what else to say about myself (laughs) (laughs) people already know that i run sunny con and i was nerd of the month was it last month yeah there's only been two there's only been two nerds in the month so far but you've (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just and say that you recently launched your etsy page again i remember Uh, you saying that that us back up and it's called Luminous and Coven. And yeah, mm-hmm. I have more loads of stuff coming tomorrow. Well, 
I should not say that but Saturday, whatever the date is tomorrow to everybody watching. <laughs> There's lots of new stuff coming at some point anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you go. Um, I'm Sam. I'm a nursing student and a huge Buffy fan, so I think that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, I also like other nerdy stuff, and I helped Donna run SunnyCon. Cool. So sisters that play together as well. So cool. Oh, it's another sister group. I'm not the only one who's had. I've just thought of that. Yes. My sister's been on twice. Yes, and she'll probably be on again and again and again. And again. And again. <laughs> But yes, so um, this week we thought we'd change it up a little bit from our top fives and thought we'd be a little bit mean and just have Donna tell us her top fives and then have a discussion from that. But mm-hmm. what I wanted to ask you guys as well, um, to give a little bit of information about the vampires and what your, like say, feelings towards them. So I know there's been that many changes and that many laws. What is your kind of favourite type of aspect towards vampires or the history towards vampires what what was your jumping off point for them do you want me to go first go with you boss lady go with me um i've i don't know what draws and it's probably the same answer for everyone you don't understand what draws you into it it probably is the the sexy side and the romantic side of Mm. vampires that does attach you into it but that isn't how I got into vampires because I think my first I don't know why my hand is doing this for but I think my first um viewing and and falling in love with vampires is probably through Lost Boys mm-hmm. and that's not and that's not very sexy and it's not very romantic but it is very much of my time I would think um, a lot of people would argue against the, the sexiness of Lost Boys because... <laughs> yes, as, a, as an adult, yes, I agree with that. But as a child, mm-hmm. not so much. Like, I'm, that's yeah. not what I was looking I was looking at how badass and how cool they looked and, mm-hmm. you know, the lifestyle that they lead. Because, you know, I was all about wanting that American lifestyle and that was mm-hmm. just the, the epitome of it with vampires. Um, but then, as my gothness grew... Um, I got heavily attached with Anne Rice and it was not just Interview with a Vampire, the film, but the whole Vampire Chronicle she did. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first fictional book I can hand on heart say I read without physically putting it down. Like, Interview yeah. with a Vampire, I could not put that down. It was just fantastic. And the fact that the film and the book are very similar. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of difference in there. There's one element in the book to the film that I think if they put it in, would have just been spectacular and it would have been like a, a, a very <gasps> moment but they never did and it, it but it didn't it didn't ruin mm-hmm. it for us um and then obviously the queen of the damned which is a spectacular i can't tell you how fantastic that book is the oh i thought you were gonna say the film now uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no. The film is atrocious not just the not just even looking back now and thinking oh God, that does not age well. When it first came out, it's not the Queen of the Damned story. And I was like, it just doesn't make much sense. And and uh, what's my other favourite one? Pandora's Box and the Vampire Armand. I just, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I still wanted to live in Louisiana. I still yeah. want to live in Louisiana. But yeah. <laughs> but then as I grow older... I go back to Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee and look mm-hmm. at their, like how they did like Dracula. And yeah. I absolutely love 
the Dracula story now. I never appreciated it as a mm-hmm. as a child, but I love it now. Yeah. It's even my phone case. Like I absolutely <laughs> well, love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the book. I love the um. I Bella Lugosi's just perfect, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. perfect. As and Christopher Lee was, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So the lovely ladies below, do you want to give us your jumping off points? Um, I think for me, I think The Lost Boys was one of the first films I watched with vampires in. Um, it's really hard to talk with these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just expect a bit of salave to come down as well later, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that when I was younger, because um, well, my dad's obsessed with it, so I was obviously going to see that. Uh, I fell in love with that, and um, I think throughout my teenage years, I just had a love for vampires. Um my email was vampiricaddiction at hotmail.co.uk. Oh, you <laughs> um, went hard for the godlike But yeah, I've just always had, um, they're just cool, the badass, and there's also the sexy side to it as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, for me, I grew up with my dad watching things like Blade, The Lost Boys, and um, kind of got into it from a young age. But the first proper show or like movie, shall I say, was Buffy that I watched. And mm. that's where my obsession with vampires grew. Yes, I keep forgetting the babies of the group because I was in like well in my teenage years when Buffy came out. So, um... <laughs> is this Buffy the film, not the series? I've watched both, but I mean the series. The series came out the year I was born. The, the movie was before I was born. <laughs> oh, that's depressing, man. What are you doing? Why do you people come on here and depress me with your ages? I need Martin back. At least I'll be the youngest one then. A couple less for Martin. Um, mm-hmm. My side was a... Because I was always into like... Uh, I know it's going to seem like strange, but Sherlock Holmes. So I love the old Sherlock Holmes, like the black and white ones. Um, and I think I was watching one on a Sunday or a night and then the Hammer Horror came on after with the, mm. the old Christopher Lee and, and stuff. And it just felt like a Sherlock Holmes, but done like scarier, if that sense, because I don't think the Hammer Horrors now are scary at all. It's just fun watching and it's all like about looks and standing in the shadows and uh, Christopher Lee's performance is, is perfect but that's, that's where I got my interest from it was like mm-hmm. okay it's kind of like this type of thing but done differently and the more you read and the more you watched about them the, it was quite an interesting character because it, it's not just a straight like monster there's things like like there's rules behind it as well mm-hmm. like sunlight and like the reflections i was always interested at how that worked why that worked and stuff like that as i said garlic why i never really found out why garlic uh kind of stops garlic was because i know i know it's lovely and they don't (laughs) like it it's very weird but um that that's my jumping off point and again as we got older like being an 80s kid lost boys i think everyone's going to like say be touching on that point at some point uh To me, what I liked about Lost Boys wasn't actual the vampire aspect. It was uh, the Frog Brothers. I found I thought they were absolutely hilarious, oh and, I, and they owned gosh. and they owned a comic book store. So mm-hmm. to me, that was me wanting to be one of the Frog Brothers. So that's where I got involved with Lost Boys and stuff. And uh, the law grew from like say the different films, and I think everything changes depending on things. So the, the other two big ones for me was uh, Fright Night as well. So I remember, I remember. 
I remember watching Fright Night and thinking it was one of the most stupid but uh, but hilarious and also quite scary horror film of its, it's day. It's terrifying. It mm. is terrifying. I watched I watched the original Fright Night not long ago, and um, because my first time watching Fright Night was the remake, which I didn't have to, mm. I didn't mind it, but oh, I knew the original. Mm. You know, there was something special there. So I went and watched it and it was really good. But just to jump back to the Frog Brothers, I met not obviously, what do you call him, Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. I met the other one right. for the Love of Horror um, a couple of years ago. He is such a lovely guy. He had mm-hmm. so much time for us. Like, he was mm-hmm. so nice. And I'm there tomorrow, and Tim Capello is going to be there tomorrow. And I'm so excited. <laughs> He's yeah, so I- cool. <laughs> I think, like I say, we're going to get a lot of plugs into this episode with Sam going on a little adventure tomorrow to the Love and Holler in, yeah. in Manchester. Not that I'm jealous being at work as well, so... Hmm. <laughs> but yes, um, it's all interesting, like I say, because even though we've got different age ranges, like our, our, it's it's quite similar where we did get into the vampire spot. I think there was a lot of bigger vampire films, like a resurgence over in the 90s and maybe the late like say after that but i love all the different takes and different versions of them as well because they're, they're never exactly the same compared to wh- yeah. where it started out because i know originally like one of the first versions was nostratu uh, which was a bald weird freak which um is quite probably looks a bit like me to be fair when i shave my head but a little bit skinnier <laughs> but it's just like say it's all these different interesting takes um, it's yes. funny. It's funny how a genre can be so be very the same, but in any mm-hmm. time that it has like a relaunch or a redo, uh, it it can kind of change. You've got the it changes with the times. Like look at you know Nostradamus, you got Bela Lugosi, then you got moving to Hammer Horror, um, and then jumping into like the seventies was Fright Night the seventies or was that the eighties? Eighties, so was that the eighties? Eighties. Uh-huh. Then you've got Lost Boys, but then you you kind of got then you've got your Blade, mm. and you know this and then your spoofs start to come out, and then you mm. go into Twilight. It kind of like just follows the times, doesn't it? And yeah. I don't think we've had for a, you know a, that our now vampire, mm. if that yeah. makes sense. Like we haven't got now's vampire franchise mm. in place. I think there's it's been a few of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's been a few interesting uh, like foreign um, vampire films that's came out. Like the Let, Let Me In um, was an interesting oh, I take. I just don't get that. I just don't get that film at all. And, and I know it's like it's blasphemy to say. I just don't get it. And don't it's, not a particularly a big fan of it. I think it's oh. more. It's rather than the horror. It's more of the innocence in it because you never think of vampires as that innocent aspect and the friendship and like the what she does for him and the reasons for it is quite selfish in a way but I quite like that one and again one I've watched recently Blood Red Sky um, was kind of like a German cross between English where it's basically this plane that's getting hijacked but there's a mother that's trying to look after a son who's turning into a vampire and it's kind of like Die Hard meets uh, meets um, 30 Days a Night which is just bizarre but done in such a good way <laughs> couldn't would never put them two films together but okay <laughs> but it, it works it really does work uh, it was on netflix i don't know if you guys watched that one or have you looked into that one blood red sky mm-hmm. um it's on my list but i have not got around watching it yet. Right. 
So, with you saying that, Donna, that's a good, uh, good little turning point. With you mentioned the word list, so we'll go with your top. We'll see what your top five list of vampire films is. So we'll go with your number. Well, not your number one pick. Just which one would you? Or five or four, five. whatever. Right. So just random one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one I'm going to go with is from 1992. You just might know what it is. And it is Ram Stoker's Dracula. Ah. Oh, wow. Another hot take. I really don't like this film either. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people don't, but <laughs> with Keanu Reeves in it as well. Well, Keanu Reeves' accent putting it aside I, I still think it, it it stands up as a good film because as bad as Keanu Reeves was Gary Oldman was fucking amazing well, in that film this is this is where I fell in love with Gary Oldman actually it wasn't that's a lie I watched it me I watched Sid and Nancy when I was younger and that's when I fell in love with him so this just cemented my love for him because I always said when I was younger that I was going to marry Gary Oldman like Oh, well. I still do it now to be fair I still would and I do <laughs> love him in this film but I, I honestly find this movie so fucking boring like I literally can fall asleep within the first few minutes of it um, I'm really sorry I, it's, it should be <laughs> I, I tell you what mind I got the shock on me live I had no idea that Sadie Frost is it Sadie Frost oh what's her name she was married to Jude Law alright I know you mean. Don't know, can't remember her name, but I know nobody she had the short bob. But uh, so she played. Um, she played what's her face? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, Sadie Frost. She played Lucy. I had All no right. idea that that was her until a couple of weeks ago. Cool. Don't know no why idea. is it one of your favourites then? I don't really know what it is about the movie that I like. I just really enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I was watching it again a couple of months ago, and I, I find I find it a kind of like um. A comfort movie as well. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. a weird pick as a comfort movie, but not really. It's quite lavish. It's like gothic and like say the surroundings. Uh, like I like said, uh, mean uh, is it Mina or Nina? Uh, I was Nina Harkness and uh, like I said, Gary Oldman's character Dracula. The that romantic side is quite sexy, and the three and the the three maidens as well. Like I said, when I was a teenage boy, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the cast as well, it, it's not just like Keanu. I know Keanu Reeves gets a lot of shit for his accent, which it is justified. I'll give him that. But the other cast in there, um, like I say, um, Anthony Hopkins is in that as well as mm-hmm. uh, Van Helsing, perfectly cast. Um, and it just, I think, as a, if you've read Bran Stoker's Dracula, it is quite, like I say, quite a true. Uh, abduction oh, for it. Um, I have got a lot of time. I remember this when it first came out as well because it was a big, big blockbuster, especially for a, a horror film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget on this must have been shitloads. But yes, I, I quite like that. Pick. I know Sam probably doesn't agree with us, but uh, yes. No, it's not. It's not for. <laughs> it, it, I just, I just find it a bit tedious. I, I feel like I'm drawing teeth while I'm trying to watch it, and you know Keanu's accent why couldn't he just do what Kevin Costner did in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves tried the English accent when now actually that doesn't work I'm just going to use my own and guess what couldn't give a shit why couldn't he have just done that but I guess you know if you hear Keanu talk it's he is very much like he's Bill and Ted character so Mm -hmm. that would have been interesting that I would have stuck around for that (laughs) That 
Cool. So mm. what what would be your second pick there, Donna? Oh, also to mention, you've got, I can't pronounce her name properly, but is it Winona Ryder? Oh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Winona, Winona Ryder. I, I can never say it right, but yeah, I absolutely love her style of Mina in that. So, mm. but, yeah, um, so moving on to my second pick is 1998, and it is Blade. The best soundtrack oh, for a comic could, book yeah. film ever. <laughs> who could not? San Diego Comic Con a few years ago recreated the opening scene of Blade, got a full warehouse out, music going, and did the whole bloodbath. And the pictures that came out of it was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I really I'm want so to do Just get everybody off the Nerdy Up North group together and we'll mm-hmm. just hire out the warehouse and go for it. So. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, my social anxiety is freaking out about that already. So <laughs> yeah, mine too because it's the whole like as much as I, as much as I enjoyed looking at the pictures of everyone else being dirty, covered in blood, I could not stand that. It, it just I love no, the thought. I got sweet chili sauce on my hands. You want to be there? You, want to be there oh. you can get sweet chili. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I always thought it was amazing that uh, like say they got Tracy Lords out of uh, Crybaby to do the opening scene as well with it. Tracy's awesome. She's also in um, Zach and Mary. I absolutely love Tracy Lords. I think she's cool as fuck. That film was my my jumping off point of my love for um, Stephen Dorff. I went hardcore with my love for Stephen Dorff. I used to watch Blade and Judgment Night back to back. Just once I finished Blade, I'd watch Judgment Night, then go back to Blade, and, and honestly, that was my night for months upon end, all just because of him. Now, I don't think I've watched it in nearly 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Either of them. So I was just trying to say, think, because with you doing a sunny con soon, why didn't you just hire a room and do everyone from sunny con to say, right, uh, put the soundtrack on and see if anyone freaks out? Yes, do that. <laughs> just put the soundtrack on and just watch people's reactions and then you're going to know the true Blade fans. Just trick everybody into it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a bit... So this is going to... You two are going to be a bit too young for this one, but I remember being in Pizzazz. Uh, a nightclub in Sunderland. Um, yeah, yeah. I know, we know what I'm glad it's remembered, but um, they used to play that on a Thursday night for uh, the student rock night, and mm. literally it used to go mental. Like literally, and the like everyone, like all these sweaty students and goths and stuff, used to just have a, like a big mosh pit uh, on the dance floor. Stick to the carpet in there. Yeah, your feet literally stick to the carpet. Yeah, it was disgusting. It wasn't the nicest place, but it was home for us on a Thursday. <laughs> but does any of you like Blade 2 and 3? Because I actually don't mind them. I, yeah. I like them. Mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I like them. I even like the fact that Triple H is in one of them. I really don't give a shit how, how ridiculous his acting is, and it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And I I think it's the dog. It's because he's got a dog. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, has Ryan Reynolds made a bad film? Yes. Oh, Evan. Yes, Green Lantern. <laughs> Are uh, you trying to tell me Green Lantern's a good film? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds wasn't bad in Green Lantern. It was just, I think, the villain for Green Lantern didn't work. I still, I'll still defend that film. <laughs> no. But yes, no, I, no, I, no. I, I have to... I absolutely love Blade, like even all the elements. And the only thing that was a bit disappointing from the franchise point of view 
the really interesting character in the first one was that the doctor woman that uh, it gives it gives the cure to who's just mm. turned into a vampire you don't hear from her again in any of the yeah, franchise yeah. I thought that was uh, weird that you just didn't see her again apparently it was a, a money dispute so she wanted more money so they didn't um, why did they do it. this mm. they do this all the time well we've got Blade coming a new carnation of Blade with um, oh my gosh I can't I'm remember that if I'm pronouncing that right you yes. are yes I, I'm that was so, that was so good <laughs> I'm interested to see yes. how they're going to bring that into the Marvel Universe, though. That's going oh, to be... I don't care. I'm <laughs> kicking and screaming. I cannot wait for this. It is just going to totally turn the MCU on its head. We're going to have, mm-hmm. like, a, a dark side. I don't feel that the MCU has a dark side yet, and I think that's what's going to bring it out. I can't wait. Cannot I, wait. And I think the I, guy who's playing him is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, have I you do seen the Cage? Sorry? Have you seen Luke Cage? Have you seen him in Luke? Oh Cage? yeah, when he played. Oh, yeah, he was such a good villain in that. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I didn't get, and and then I didn't care because I was thinking, you know, he really because Marvel has the rule that if you play one character, that's it, you're done, you're dusted, you can't play anymore. Well, they broke the rule twice with Luke Cage, well, um, him and his his cousin, because she was also in Civil War. Um, but I think. Mm-hmm. Reynolds as well, since he's in Death Beaten. Mm. No, no, like within the within the MCU, you can't. But, you can only play one character. Um, yeah. And but I think, I think they came out I, and said that it's not canon anymore. They said the Daredevil um, Luke Cage isn't part of the MCU. That, well, that's what I was going to say. That the Netflix deal is what's going to probably be there back out to say well that's really not nothing to do with us and mm-hmm. we don't it's not technically fitted even though their timelines fitted into Jessica mm-hmm. Jones um, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily say that their timeline is fitted in with the MCU so I mm-hmm. get it but I don't give a shit I cannot wait to see him play Blade I think it's going to be phenomenal so I, think that, I, I think the data actually come out and say that uh, that's the reason that the recasting these people is because they don't consider they're going to be using them in different ways like Daredevil's backstory is going to have nothing to do with the TV when he mm-hmm. comes into the MCU. Um, I think they've done the same with Agents of Shield as well. They said that that's no they're longer canon. That out of canon as yeah, yeah, they have because it's gone totally. <laughs> the their Inhuman storyline is too much. Mm-hmm. The MCU hasn't had the Inhumans yet. The TV series didn't do very well, so that's not canon either. Even though I, I actually enjoyed it, I didn't mind it. Um, but the Agents of Shield in human side isn't—it's mm-hmm. it, too elaborate. It's too mm-hmm. much to fit into where the MCU is now. It needs to be brought in gradually, as opposed to how they have done it. So I get that, totally get mm-hmm. it. Cool. So two solid picks there, Donna. Are you going to go for number three? Yes, I shall go for number three and. Number three is 1996, and it is From Dusk Till Dawn. The sexiest oh. vampire film there ever was. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I do like this one. That's a good choice. It is something I always forget. This is genuinely a vampire film because the first half of it mm-hmm. is very much not that. Yeah, and no, then even the, middle, even the middle bit, like when they first <laughs> get to the bar, I still can't picture the vampires. It's not until... Selma Hayek does a 180 and you're like, yep, I see where this is going. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> cool. So, what, so what you, what, what's your love of this one then, Donna? Just that whole bar scene. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so the actual Sal- Salma Hemic or when they turned into vampires, because that was the big thing that totally shocked me. Because as I said, I, I, I didn't really see any uh, trailers or any spoilers for this. So I went into it thinking there was going to be like natural bone killers. <clears throat> then the titty, titty twister happened and then fuck, <laughs> did shit go down in that bar. And the minute you see Tom Savini, you then have to think to yourself, what is going to happen here? Something, something bizarre is going to happen here. And is it? Does he play a sex machine? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. Yeah, machine, sex yeah. machine. Because oh, all the <laughs> all the different characters <laughs> had like quite a little bit of interest in backstories. Because um, even like say the big the big dude who was talking about being in Nam and stabbing people and picking chunks of mm. flesh off his off his blade, going into that much detail for some aside character was so well done, um, mm-hmm. and. Like using Cheech Marin, it is Cheech, isn't it? Um, yeah, his, his old, yeah, <laughs> but um, again, um, what a film! Like, one of the I wouldn't even say a good vampire film, one of the better horror films that's that's been made mm-hmm. in the last uh, I was gonna say t- 10 years, but it's probably been older than that now, <laughs> so older than that now, They're like 15 years, no, oh. no, I'm winning 2021, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that earlier too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so 25 years. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. god, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, were you even born then? I'm 23. I was yeah. going to say 24. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even born when this film was out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Russia. So but, before yeah, that, that scene with them, sorry, that scene oh, with them, Salma Hayek, where she's pouring the whiskey, it's whiskey, isn't it, down her leg into his mouth. Mm. And then from her mouth, it's like, yeah, it's just an amazing scene. <laughs> and I caught, caught every time when he whips out the uh, penis pistol thing, I just can't stop laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> but there were so many interesting deaths in that film as well. Um, things you wouldn't think when they just turn the table over and start using the table as, as spikes, like stakes. What mm-hmm. a fucking good idea. What, I, I wouldn't even yeah. think of it like doing that in t- like a type of a horror film. Um, and you mm-hmm. get like the shock factors of like Harvey Keitel's character turning and then the yeah. poor, his poor son um, getting ripped apart, which was like done in such a horrific mm-hmm. way. And you, you forget about Harvey Keitel and Juliette Lewis. Like Juliette mm-hmm. Lewis is a fucking child. She's like a middle-aged woman now. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she and, probably isn't age, but you know. Yeah, and like I know he pretty much plays the same character in in any of these parts he does. But uh, Quentin Tarantino was fucking sinister in that film. He's uh, so bad, but yeah, <laughs> makes your skin crawl bad type thing. That that's mm-hmm. how well he did that. I'm I'm just hoping it, it's not close to what he's actually like in real life. <laughs> I hope not, because I know I know Tar- I know Quentin gets a bad rap from people, but I generally have a lot of time, and I have a lot of time for his movies as well. I think the he was completely and utterly evil in that movie, and the only time I've ever seen it him do something as similar was in um, Planet Terror, because mm-hmm. that his character in Planet Terror terrified the life out of us. He was just awful. So before <laughs> moving on to Donna's next picks, I'm going to pick on the other sister now. So we'll go to Sam. <laughs> um, so I know vampires and TV shows have been going together for quite a long time, but I don't think anyone done it as well or 
for the target audience that it was as your favourite show. So do you want to give us a little bit of info and tell us why you love uh, the show that is uh, all about the Slayer? Honestly, as um, like a younger lady, I would say seeing Buffy in power um, at the time was just a great thing to look up to. And um, I just felt like inspirational and the story was so great and the, the character growth. And honestly, like Angel's actually my favourite one out of the two. But um, mm-hmm. a lot of, not many people talk about that show, though. I feel like a lot of Buffy fans just stick to Buffy and don't bother watching Angel and it really confuses me. No, I agree with you totally. Uh, out of the two, I enjoyed the later Angel series a lot more than the Buffy one. I know I've got, I think I've talk, talked to Sam about it before. I've had issues with the season when Buffy goes to college. I got bored through that, but it does pick up and get better and take up. That's where I joined, but that's where I joined is when she went to college. And that's what I, I loved it from that point. The school part, the high school part, just, I love the monster of the week aspect, but Outside of that, I really wasn't that asked about the story. It wasn't until she got to college I thought the humour and it started to amp up, and that's what got me. Sorry, mm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's fine. But I like the the kind of topics. I know it's you're talking about a supernatural vampire uh, film, but some of the topics were quite harrowing and well done, well written as well. And I don't want to give him his credit as he probably will get because we'll we'll not mention his name. Uh, no. <laughs> but. Uh, like the, the 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 season and the episode where Buffy's mom dies, that was absolutely heartbreaking, and it wasn't down to anything but, like I say, general illness. And seeing mm-hmm. Buffy's reaction that she couldn't fix this situation was just so heartbreaking. But again, I don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar gets the justice that uh, the credit that basically she deserves because she was absolutely brilliant in that that episode. Oh. Where she, do you know the best part about that episode? They played no music. Mm. There was no background music played whatsoever. And that gets you on edge. I don't know if you've ever watched a movie that has no music in it. Old Country for No Men has absolutely zero score running through it. And it's one of the most intense watches because you've got nothing to help you to know where the, the terror points are going to come at. Because mm-hmm. a score in a film takes you, you know, builds your tension up and then it gives you the chance to release you've mm-hmm. got none of that and you had none of that in this episode either so when she walks through that door and she's talking to her mom and we know we can see her and you, you've got nothing to help there's nothing building you up you, you're in it with her mm-hmm. you've got nothing to distract you. you and then when she says mommy like i yeah. flip my shit i lose it because it's the realization that shit I literally cried for a week at that. It was one of the most heartbreaking episodes of the whole show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think I was, I, I grieved more for um, oh, what was Willow's girlfriend called? Um, Tara. 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 When Tara when Tara died, I I mm. went into mourning. Seriously, went into mourning because I thought she was one of the most beautiful and purest characters that they ever created out that show. And for her to go the way, she, and the fact it's how she died as well. Like she got shot by mm-hmm. Warren. <laughs> like ew, no, no, that's not how she should have gone out. And and it's the fact she just goes, I've got, I think I've got something on me. Oh no, you've got something on your shirt. Honestly, mm-hmm. it broke us. There's been two deaths, fictional deaths that made me like go into a big depression. Hers was one of them, and Denny from Grey's Anatomy. That really put me in a massive depression. <laughs> <laughs> Happy show. <laughs> I feel like 
one of the most heartbreaking deaths in Buffy to me was Jenny's um Giles's girlfriend because oh. he was like so happy when he walked through the door and there was a, a thingy of rose petals going up to the bedroom and he walked in obviously Angela said um mm-hmm. got to her first or oh, it was just like the, the the look on Giles's face just broke me yeah I, I think with that death as well it was quite it was quite hard because with Angela's being like part of the team at a certain point and for him to do that 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 made it a little that almost more heartbreaking at times yeah yeah i am um, the buffy did deaths mind and when they did them mm-hmm. they did them hard like yeah. they were really really hard and there was some mm-hmm. that like very hard to get over i just i love when you get dark willow off the back yeah. of like of the back of tara's death and when Xander and her are at the statue and he brings her down, I still will watch that today and bawl my eyes out. Absolutely bawl my eyes out. Yeah. Xander was always the heartbeat of the show as well. Like he was always, like, I know it's not the moral compass, but he was kind of like uh, the thing that kept them all together, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it got lost towards the end a little bit. I, um, I know he had his key points, but... What, what I was going to ask is as well, with like being on the Buffy subject, what was the most scary monster for you in Buffy? That's a the tough gentleman. one. <laughs> was it the gentleman? I did yeah, really that terrible. Quite... I like them ones. Yeah. Um, episode Hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Ventral the, the Lucas doll in one of the first, I think it was the first series, that I don't do dolls and mm-hmm. that just put the shits up as majorly did not want to look at its face at all <laughs> don't know what about you i do not have a clue actually because i am nowhere near as much as um a buffy buff Sam, <laughs> 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 but because well i grew up well with charmed and I was obsessed right. with Charmed. And I actually gone like watched Buffy at a later date, and I'm actually started re-watching all of it recently. Oh, cool. But I don't remember a lot of it, so yeah. I'm re-watching it. So, oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I wish I could do that with series, just like not just be able to wipe them from my brain and then re-watch it again. I would love to be able to do that. My sister is the Buffy fan, not me. Like my yeah, sister would... religiously watched it. I was I just I jumped in now and again and I've I've I think that when it hit the college years, I didn't mm. even watch the the last series of the where she was in high school and the whole mm. battle with the mayor and everything. I didn't watch any of that. I just jumped straight, straight into college. I thought it was hilarious. The roommate whose toenails grew when the cut off, oh, had me had me decked. She was crazy. Yeah, I just made Donna watch the Buffy movie as well. Yeah, we watched oh. the Buffy movie. It was, was so good. <laughs> we'll we'll come to I that in a second. Because. <laughs> The one character I wanted to talk about with Buffy that absolutely did scare the life out of me, and I never thought it does because I love him so much. Like, say, I'll always be a brown coat. Um, Nathan Fillion's Caleb. Yes. Uh, I was about to say that, actually. <laughs> he was Caleb. menacing in a way that I've not seen in a TV show in a long time. And how he acted, and like I say, how he was brutal as well, how he took Xander's eye out just for, just for, for pleasure. Um, and you didn't see this, and this isn't like I say, not a like a nine o'clock TV show. I used to come out at six, seven o'clock at night, and it was scary. And I just want to give a shout out as well for my homegirl Felicity Day making a debut in Buffy as well. I'll always did. love her. She <laughs> did. I love Felicity. 
it was a debut um she had no idea what, she basically went to a casting call mm-hmm. for Buffy had no idea what it was got it and then was like hang on a minute I'm a potential slayer like <laughs> <laughs> yes I love Alicia Day she's one of my favorite people I'll do like uh have time for so, her cool and just to go on back to the early point as well, Angel was a good show, and I know a, a lot of people moan and complain about how Angel ended, but I actually like that ending. How How did it end? It basically they finished the final fight, and then they're in the alleyway, and more monsters are coming towards them, and mm-hmm. it's basically like an insurmountable amount of odds that they're never going to survive. So, but it just closes off like The Sopranos, so you never know what truly happened. So you don't know if they did kept they on not, fighting? Did they not continue Angel like they did Buffy in comics? Because I know Buffy yes. continued on after the series mm-hmm. finished in comics. Did they not do the same with Angel? They did, but I never read them. Because to me, that was always going to be the true cutting off point. I know a lot right. of fans like go that way. I know Serenity does the same as well with Firefly. But to me, I thought it was just a pure nice ending where... It didn't Angel doesn't deserve, I know it sounds horrible, doesn't deserve a happy ending. Mm. He did too much bad. I, I've, mm-hmm. not, I've never seen Angel. I've oh, never right. seen any of them. So I don't know. To me, there was a few pointers of Angel I really didn't like. And one of them was the way they handled Charisma's pregnancy in the yeah. show. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just um, wasn't too sure. They basically just killed the character off. And I didn't yeah. like that. And I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, to be fair. <laughs> that's why it's like I said it, it always was going to be quite controversial because you never got like with Buffy you got the ending where she was get she doesn't have to have that pressure where Angel it was kind of like you don't know what's happening a lot of people like the finalised thing but I quite like well as I've talked in previous podcasts I like using my own imagination at times and thinking what could have happened or that that brings a little bit more of interest, but I can understand everyone's viewpoint, but I, I quite like the way it was ended. Mm, I kind of get, I can see both sides of the coin, because yeah, you're right, you can, I like the idea of making up your own mind, but when you, when you put, invest your time mm-hmm. into a programme as much as what you probably do, like, we're walking dead, I've invested 10 years in it, I fucking hate it, but I still <laughs> cannot stop watching it because I've invested so much time in it, I need to know yeah. how it ends. But when you get that, you want a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. So to have it just cut to black, that's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. That leaves something open for nothing to happen. Mm-hmm. And I totally, oh, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. But see, it's a strange one, but I know they promised lots of um, like spin-offs because I know there was a, a Ripper series that was meant to come out as well, but that never mm-hmm. materialised. Um, but... I can see it doing a revamp. I can, and I know that's it all. <laughs> Sorry, didn't even mean to do the pun there. But um, I can see in the next f- five or six years, a, a Buffy spin off or a new Buffy uh, continuation could potentially just, be on the cards. Pretty just, sure yeah, but- Disney just bought the rights to um, reboot Buffy, but I'm not 100% sure on that, but I have heard it from a few different sources. Well, it's a, it well, isn't uh, Fox. Yeah, it's Fox because they've got all the the, the Buffy Buffy and the Angels on Disney Plus now. So they're doing every, oh, everything right. else now. So <laughs> I wouldn't they be surprised. Well. Disney might as well. I would honestly, by in the next 10 years, Disney will own everything. You'll only have the Disney Channel to watch. 
because I'm not going to complain. I'll, 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 be, I'll kneel to the altar of, our, of Mickey Mouse, so I'm happy with of that. Of our mouse. <laughs> of our mouse and saviour. <laughs> yes. But, um, um, can we talk about the film? Because I'm really excited, because it's one of my favourites. I fucking love it. I think it's fantastic. What a fucking cast. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Christy Swanson, um, What's his face from 90210? Luke Perry. Good. Oh, rest mm-hmm. in peace, Luke Perry. You've got um, <coughs> Pee Wee Herman himself is mm-hmm. in it. I can't mm-hmm. think of Pee Wee's name right now. It's going to uh, really Paul be something. Paul, Ra- Paul Rubens. Oh, Paul Rubens. That's Paul Rubens. One. Yeah, you've got David Arquette. Is it David Arquette in this yeah, one? Yeah, no, David Arquette's in this yeah, one. David yeah, David Arquette's yep. in this, yeah. Yep. Hi. Hilary Swank as well. Hilary Swank. The Swank's in it. The Swank's ben, in it. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Affleck's in it. I forgot about I, Affleck. I didn't, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of the basketball players, so Affleck was the bombing fan, you. There's a few people we were seeing. What, what are they? What, what, I know, I'm always like that now. Whenever I watch anything, I'm like, I know that person. I'll sit and Google it. But instead of watching the show, I'm like doing research yeah. on the person. Yeah, yeah uh, me, me wife's like that. that. Nick does that the same. But, uh, oh, until I know. But uh, yeah, Ben Affleck, uh, he's the, he plays the basketball player where... Um, the vampire on the back of the team takes the ball off him and he just goes like that. So it's a little cameo that he plays. But um, oh, it's I, such, it's such uh, and Ruger, Ruger Howe as well. Ruger Howe. Yeah. As, as being bad. The Funky Chicken. Um, again, another movie where I wanted to live that lifestyle and I made my friends learn the cheerleading, how funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? And I made my friends. <laughs> I was dying of laughter at that. <laughs> I reckon um, the vampire lady should do a dance for us, do the do the funky Yo. chicken for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't really, can't remember the song. It's how, it knows it how funky know the song, is but not the chicken. dance. Oh, it was just basically how the loose. funky is your chicken. How loose, how loose, loose is your goose. Goose. <laughs> We don't need you now. <laughs> yeah, we're showing uh, our age now. That's why. So yeah. So that was, this was meant to. This was meant to lead on to the TV series with Kirsty Swanson playing the lead role mm-hmm. as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but that obviously goes tits up. But the story is continued on and away on the first episode because it mentions that she had to leave because of a fire that happened in the gymnasium, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah. So the script is obviously taking part of the original script with Kirsty Swanson in it. To mm-hmm. continue it on, um, so it kind of does link together the series and the in the film. The series, let me say, the film was a pure piss take. It was almost lampooning at times, uh, yes. like Paul, <laughs> like uh, the Paul, uh, the death scene with uh, what's he called? Pee Wee Herman was Paul Rubens was the most ridiculous death scene I've seen, and <laughs> I absolutely cried laughing at him when he was just yeah. like, ooh, ooh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, one of the, one of the whole times like you can't be dead. That can't be serious. He's joking, isn't he? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> seeing him come back though as that character in what we do in the shadows was one of the greatest bits. And mm-hmm. sock boiler alert if you've not seen it, it's fucking brilliant. I love Paul Rubens so much. I don't love Pee Wee Herman. I just love him. I he's absolutely phenomenal. Love the boy. Yeah. What was that other bit? What, what was that guy you got the field for? Called Pike, is it? Pike? No, I've got the wrong one. What? The Giants character in the movie. Oh, no, that was Eric or Merrick? Oh, Merrick. Merrick. <laughs> Merrick or Eric. Donald Sutherland. 
the bit where he gets where he gets chucked <laughs> and he's like buffet and he just shouts buffet <laughs> <laughs> me and Tom's been shouting all day it was so it was so bad the movie but like honestly in my opinion it was terrible but yeah. terribly good though it was like if it wasn't for that movie we wouldn't have the series so I kind mm. of appreciated for that oh I think at the time like say um because I didn't see that at the cinema I saw it on uh, the Sky movies when they used to do the big pre- movie premieres on a Saturday night um, when you had to wait two years after it was released in the cinema before you could actually see the film. Um, and I think I was around about, I'm trying to think, might have been 15 or 16. I could have been younger. Um, um, but I remember watching it and thinking, this is going to be terrifying. And then afterwards, just end up pissing myself laughing all the way through. Um, even David Arquette's character, when, like, was it Benny he played? Was his name Benny? Um, I think so. When he's, when he's at the. Um... Oh, go on. Sorry, go on. when he's when he's at the window at Luke Ross and let me in, and he's just, and he's Luke Ross is like uh, just Luke Perry, sorry, uh, it's like oh just go away, and leave us alone. And get, then he realizes he's floating. He's good. Uh, this is just crazy thinking it's a bad trip or something. <laughs> we totally forgot to mention the great Donald Sutherland's in this film. Yes, yes. Totally forgot that the great Don is in this. The, the only Don is as in the cre- this film. as the creepiest watcher in watcher history. He was very uh, yeah. sexual predator and that. He's like, come to the graveyard, Buffy. I know you're only a 15-year-old <laughs> girl. Come follow me. What's, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm, I've got like this massive wooden stake in my hand. He's like, okay, let's go. But <laughs> I'm doing this. Isn't it amazing how these young girls are all very, very willing and accepting to go with these <laughs> To graveyards in a dark place. Graveyards, like, you know, that Buffy in the movie went, but also the Buffy and the TV series went as well. Now, I know that they're strong, but yeah, a little bit of common sense. I do want to go back to what you said earlier, though, Sam, about how you, you know, your inspiration for Buffy. I absolutely love that. I love the fact that you you had that strong character to see you through, like, you growing up. I just love, I love the fact that you said that. I love that, that, um, that it was a female. See, mine was very much male-centric, and I wish... I've, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I wish I could have, you know, tapped into the strength that I could have gotten from Leah as a character, and I didn't, and I regret that. And I, mm-hmm. because obviously now she's gone, and um, but I love that. I just love it. I just wanted to say that before I forgot <laughs> to say that. <laughs> but it's been a bit like since then. Um, there's been a lot of different interesting takes on uh, vampires, but again. Before I jump in anything, I will move back because I'm not letting Donna get away. Donna's list. Uh, we'll go back to number four on Donna's list now. This is probably the good place to put my next one in because it is actually what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and I showed Sam this for the first time today and we were both laughing our heads off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. I made my mum watch it on a very dodgy copy. It kept buffering every two minutes, but for what and we give in in the end. I think she watched half an hour of it, but that half an hour has made her jump straight in the TV series. No hesitations, just put it straight on. She's watching that. She's watching the spin-off with the um the policeman, mm-hmm. which she keeps hounding us to watch. She absolutely and it took half an hour, half an hour of a movie that kept buffering all the time, and she's absolutely hooked on it. It is one of the greatest comedy movies ever done. It's my Halloween film. Exorcist and what we do in the shadows. I should Love mention, that. actually, um, 
I ended up watching this movie because of the podcast that you did previously where you mentioned it. I hadn't <laughs> heard of it before and it sounded so good and I watched it and, and ended up in the top five. It, it is a brilliant film. I, 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 I love the film, but I have to admit the TV show is so, so much better. It, it, far, it does surpass the movie because of the, the different the, the characters in it, but it's still the same writers. It's still Jermaine yeah. Clemens. It's still Taika Waititi. It's still them elements in there, but the choice, Matt Berry can just stand in, in front of the screen and, te- and just tell us his name and I will piss my pants laughing at him. He is so funny. That series, I haven't watched the third one yet. Oh, yeah. I, want yeah. a, I want time so I can sit and watch it just straight away. Like, I, no breaks. Have you watched the TV show, girls? I've started it, but I've barely seen any of it. It was when oh. I was in the house, so I have not watched much of it yet. You've got oh, so sure much to catch up. Like, I need to. I only just watched a movie today. Yes, you only watched a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, the... so, so you got Buffy and then I put what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but wow, what a film. But like, yeah, the only thing that lets the film down, and again, this is me just being biased, it hasn't got Nadia in. And like, say, yeah, I'm absolutely. She wasn't created with, at that point. I don't. I don't care. Anything with Nadia is she's just perfection. She's absolutely she is, beautiful. She is stunning, stunning. But her and Matt Berry, just their mm-hmm. the, their chemistry is unreal. I'm not so fussed about the, the other guy in the TV oh, series. Oh, Nando! Oh, Nando's. Nando. <laughs> I just want to listen to. I love Gamero. Oh, Gamero. And the series, Donna, you are in for an absolute treat. Like it yeah. is just amazing from start to finish. Like you are barely laughing. Um, and there's no reference to the film that doesn't, you know, you don't have to have watched no. the film given you know, my mom watched half an hour of it and still absolutely loves the TV series. Um but the, the, my favorite, have to start. <laughs> my favorite is the favorite lines in that is the where they where they meet the werewolves. And he swears and he goes, We're not swear wolves, we're werewolves. Yeah, we were laughing at that. I like it when you're getting it, when Nick's getting chased to the house and he shuts the door and he's just like, F off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know it's so simple, but it works so well as, uh, in the TV show when Matt Berry just shouts bat before turning into a bat. It's it's so simple, but it, the way he does it, he just like stands there looking and he goes, Bat in his monotone voice and then in, fly, flitters off and people just look at him and you think that's just brilliant but yes in Matt Berry's uh, tone I love Colin Robinson as well oh. I love the fact that they've used it, um, a kinetically what does he do he, he kind of he, he's he an energy sucks, vampire yes yeah, that's it's, it's, he sucks the yeah. emotion out of people and watching him at work is brilliant but I love the actor um, mm-hmm. he was in the office and the last few series of The Office, and he's, he, I loved him in that. I, I really yeah. do like the guy who plays Colin Robinson. Brilliant choice. I'm, I'm, I'm well impressed there, Donna. Well done. Um, so we're going for your last pick now. Is this right? Yeah, it is my last pick. Cool. I think I might have guessed it, but we'll see. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will have. And it is The Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you knew that was coming. <laughs> well, I think me and Sam have talked about the Lost Boys to, like a lot, so I we'll did. let you. So we'll let you give us your thoughts on Lost. Boys. Tell us, tell us, like we've never watched Lost Boys before. 
<laughs> sell it to us, Donna. Sell it to us. Put us on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how we feel like. <laughs> just, get, just get Martin back on for me last week, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, like I said, there's one one of the first vampire movies that I remember watching, and I've always loved it. It is like, well, it's in my top five all-time favourite movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just absolutely love uh, Kiva Sutherland in this. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. If anyone does, if you do, you know what cameo is. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, um, the Frog Brothers are on cameo because I'm really tempted to get a cameo from them. Oh, God. <laughs> just thought I'd get that in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, just thought I'd mention that while I was in there. But you never know. You might be on cameo with your new film role that you might have as well. Mm-hmm. She's applied for that too. <laughs> what was yeah. that talking about? Oh, there was one posting in the Facebook group for extras for a film in Yorkshire. All right. What's mm. the film? I don't, I don't know. know. It just has Jim Broadbent, is it? Oh, that guy. That's all we know. <laughs> That's all we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Slater. Mm. He's slag. You've got to watch any bills and horses to get that one. <laughs> and um, yeah, Harry was. Potter as well. I've never yes. really that though. Quintessential <laughs> British actor type thing, so he's been like all the. He's Slater. The I know he's yes. Slughorn in um, Harry Potter, but he will mm-hmm. always forever be Slater. You're gonna have to. Only Frozen Horses, one of the greatest episodes ever, is when you meet Slater. Brilliant. Yes, so Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I've got to point out um, for the longest time, until I was about 20, I think, I thought Santa Carla was a real place, but it is not it is a not. real place. I also no, I, said, <laughs> no, I said this before on the podcast. Now I wasn't too sure. You weren't Googled it. Yeah, yeah it, it's not a real place. It's it because they didn't want to be known as having lots of violence and stuff there. Yeah, they, mm. they didn't want to be known as the murder capital of the of California. So they were like, <laughs> no, you're going to have to use a different a different name. It's the same place. It's Santa Carla. Is it Santa mm. Carla? Santa Cruz. Santa, I can't remember now. Santa Cruz, I think yeah. Yeah, so it is that place. It just wouldn't let them use the name. And what a soundtrack! I know we've talked about this in oh, the past. I've got it past- stuck in my head right now. This is the, <laughs> the best movie soundtrack of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like from start to finish, it's got banging tunes, and like I said, just that starting point. Um, like I say, dum 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 dum. You know the film yeah. just off hearing that, and there's mm-hmm, certain films that do have that impact. Like to me, uh, the Breakfast Club again. Uh, I know we've talked about that. It's them type of 80s films that used music to the advantage. And I think it's a, yeah. a, a, an art form that's lost in movies these days. You don't mm. get that quintessential soundtrack. Uh, it's all I think, generic. I think James Gunn, James Gunn did a really good job with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that brings mm. in the, the, the quality of soundtrack again. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know about... You know, volume two. I don't know if it had the same impact as volume one because it was, it was out of this world. The soundtrack he used on that. I know. Anyway, mm. I watched the game the other day, and I'm like, oh, so good. But I have um, lost in the shadows stuck in my mm. head right now. <laughs> Just that line constantly going in a loop. Been singing that all day. I've been listening to the soundtrack before this while oh, I was getting ready. <laughs> I was so, driving. I was driving to Sam's when people are strange, and then yeah, I think everyone's headed off. God bless. Poor Don has been doing a research on these uh, vampire films. So, I've just been uh, watching lots of vampire movies. I'm going to continue it though because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but 
Oh, you get, you get sucked them. in, don't you? Oh. One of them thing about um, the Lost Boys is um, they didn't have like these soft lens um, contact lenses in, so they had no. to use the glass ones and they couldn't keep them Oof. in for like more than four minutes at a time. So, you know, the scene where they're like hanging upside down, they had to do mm-hmm. four minutes. And the bit where the tear goes down David's face is actually because of the pain from the contact lenses, but they like to sort oh. of keep it in. So yeah, they could only keep them for like four minutes. You can tell as well because the, the with them kind of lenses, because with the lens you've got in, it just covers the the front part of the eye. This mm. goes right in, like it like they can they can barely close their eyes with them because contact lenses are just not as they are today. Mm. Um, but I didn't know about the four minutes thing. That's interesting. I knew the tear was real because he was in that much pain. Mm. Um, mm. But the prosthetics and that, like the the whole look of the vampire and how it fits yeah. in with that mullet is mm. just spectacular. I, I think, absolutely love the movie. Yeah, going back to like say what's, yeah. what we were talking about with Sam before, I think Buffy the vampires used a lot of the aesthetics from Lost Boys in their type of look for the vampires because they are quite yeah. similar. Uh, when you look back, I think the probably have based on a lot of different things, but Lost Boys and Buffy have a lot of in common with like the aesthetics of vampires. But- that's an interesting talking point, the actual look of a vampire, because mm. Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee are very similar, but then you move on to Lost Boys, and, and then you get to Twilight, and then you get to <laughs> Buffy's vampires, and yeah, the, 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 the look of vampire, and even Bram Stoker's um, mm. Dracula, like Gary Oldman, his vampire was, oh, mm. that was pretty. Yeah, they made it more like animalistic as 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 the story progressed, um, and I like that thing, and Again, not to jump from uh, film to film, but mm-hmm. the animal side of it is one of the most uh, interesting things I've seen recently. And the best representation of a vampire film with the animal side of it is 30 Days a Night. Now, that is a fucking scary film. And if you're thinking about it, just uh, you've not seen it. No, I was saying I was watching this the other day. Oh, no, it, I've not seen it. It's literally. If the premise is going like there's a town in Antarctica where normally you would get 30 days of sunshine, but when the, the sun goes away, oh my away, god, I have seen this. Is, yeah. is this got Danny Houston in it? Yes, and it's got Josh Hartman. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Sorry, Come now that that is <laughs> that is a good vampire film done where, where it's just brutal and seeing mm-hmm. the sign like as a visual standpoint as well. the the scenes of the vampires are running rampant through this little town in the snow and the snow is getting covered in blood and spatters. It, it's art, but done in a way that's literally terrifying. And I love the aspect where you treat these vamp- these vampires as such ancient, ancient beings that they don't speak English, they speak their own language. In, yeah. like, and everything to it is just done so well and how they're trying... Like, destroy so there's no evidence and make sure that nobody gets turned no one that wants to keep the bloodline pure um i just thought the idea was fantastic and i i know they tried to do a sequel a few years later that was a bit shit but for a franchise that was crying out for a decent franchise to doing a doing that way so that was one of my big vampire films i've seen recently and i remember that and again there's been newer versions as well. I know uh, only recently the new season of American Horror Story. Um, spoilers if if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I've, got no, uh, I've got no interest in watching it. 
you know, the take on vampires is done in a way where it's more of a drug. So these people get oh, taken with these drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these, these take Has these people. Before? I don't know, but this is done really well where mm-hmm. they, these people in this uh, town um, get introduced this drug where it affects, uh, like, say, it's type something in your brain where if you're naturally talented, it'll bring forward that talent, but you've got to feed the lust of the talent by drinking blood. And if you're not talented, you turn into this pale, bald, and uh, monster that just feeds. So you get these people where they've taken this little town, they're taking drugs when they're becoming the greatest writers, the greatest actors, um, the greatest like uh, music producers. And but for so when they're on the drug, they've got to feed. And they've got to feed through blood. And if they stop taking the drug, they can't, the talent goes away completely. So the whole premise between it is done in such an interesting way. And they bring in like his daughter, who's like a um, like a music musical genius, and she starts taking it. Then you see this little girl going rabbit and doing the whole American story, uh, horror story way. They don't know how to quite end the story, but well, it's such problem. Yeah, but it's such an interesting premise. Um and even a little bit older, what I thought, again, it probably doesn't fall under the like the natural vampires, but uh, the sequel to The Shining, Doctor Sleep, uh, with um, the how the, like, is it uh, Mac the Hat and her tribe Rose. go around, uh, like, stealing, uh, Rose the Hat, sorry, yeah, that's the one, Rose stealing uh, essence from young kids uh, to make them uh, live longer. So again, it's not the traditional vampire, but in my eyes, it, it kind of was it as well. It's the same aspect. Um, I get what you I get what you mean. The the steel and the shining from mm-hmm. potential people who have it. Um obviously and I, yeah, I, I didn't really look at it that way before with Dr. Sleep. I've lost my headphone again. <laughs> God's sake. Um I never really looked at it from that point with Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Um I love that movie. It's so good. It had so much more potential. Like they could have really oh, expanded on that, but they just you can't Mike Flanagan for I've never seen him do this before, lets you have it and then brings it back in very quickly. Because mm-hmm. he's very much a let you have it kind of person. Like you will have it and you will have it with full throttle. But mm-hmm. um I was so turned off by American Horror Story on the first episode. And do you know mm-hmm. what did it? And I never expected it. Macaulay Colgan. <laughs> really turned off by it like I absolutely love the guy Party, you know Party Monster is one of my favourite movies and I just oh nah I was not <laughs> I was not feeling it I, Sarah Paulson was doing me head in <laughs> which was saying something because I think she's absolutely phenomenal I was just totally turned off have not picked it back up again and <laughs> just like 1984 I don't think I'll pick that one up I, I think I'll be leaving it off the list <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I didn't mind the 1984 one but um like I say, it got, it had its up and down. It started off amazing from, in my eyes, but it did trail off towards the end. But uh, it was just an interesting take on what I wasn't expecting as a vampire story. And I know with any type of like vampire films or TV shows will have ups and downs. I know, um, like I say, my wife was a big True Blood fan. And again, that went mm. from up there to down there. Um, right down there. Other aspects, I know some people aren't fans of it, but I actually do like the Twilight films. I think it's a it's a cutesy uh, way of doing vampires. I was just going to ask 
about this. I was going to ask about this because it gets a lot of shit right now. But mm-hmm. if you take yourself back to when that first came out, and I know I was one of them, I fucking loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was absolutely unique. The colours, I mean... It took me <laughs> Look at Donna's face. <laughs> she, used to, she used to rip it out of me for watching it. She thought I, she thought I was just like... <laughs> I don't she, remember this. I was, I was supposed to be about 11 or 12 when it came out, and she absolutely ripped it out of me. <laughs> I don't remember doing she was, <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't. I, think it gets I don't love it. A lot more hair. I think it is a bit. When I rewatch it now, obviously I just love it. I when do I was a think kid, people but... go over the top with yeah. the hair on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it fell into this whole. Um, what was the big thing as well? Uh, oh, with the shit, shit uh, literature. Um, what was it? Ah, oh, about the bondage oh, person. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it fell into the same yeah. uh, type of category as that where a lot of people loved it at the time because of what it was but didn't quite give it its chance afterwards but as a film I think Robert Patterson again he gets a lot of shit but he does best with things I know I've never been a big fan of Kirsten Stewart and it it does do the same thing but it's entertaining it's one of the things that's what films should be you can switch your mind off and watch it and just be entertained i think a lot of people want more from films these days that that's yeah. the thing they want hidden messages or but what's wrong with just i'm gonna turn your brain off and being entertained for a while it's i, I remember because i was on it like i, I love the first one i went to the pictures i had like a, I had a proper night out with me sister-in-law and my sister to go and see the second one and i did lose off when it came when the story starts to get a bit silly for me but i think mm-hmm. the first one is just beautifully shot Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsten Stewart's awkwardness does not get on my tits until the second one um, mm-hmm. so that's that was a good point um, I did not know until the other day that Rosita from The Walking Dead is in Twilight, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about that and Anna Kendrick's in it too um, I didn't mind it I think people like to, to shit on things that are not cool now it's not mm-hmm. cool to like Twilight, so we'll just shit all over it, even though yeah. you were probably one watching it and having, you know, the Jacob and Edward argument mm-hmm. for days on end. I, I had that all the time, sorry. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> always on the back of my mind. Uh, but no, but with anything I know, like say, some of this, well, with any type of subject uh, or like media, it, it does have its extremes. Like there's been absolute batshit, crazy vampire films. Like uh, what was the one I watched? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, the vampire uh, hunter, which yeah, which never, was watch that. Ut- utterly bizarre. Um, I know a lot of people love him, but I could never get away with the the underworld films as well. Um, it looked I fantastic. Yeah, it looked fantastic, but I think um, as again, it it it, it could have it, it wanted to be blade, but wasn't quite blade. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. Oh no, me neither. I loved it. Wait, it's when they did the hybrid, mm-hmm. the the the, the, the fuck the hybrid up. If that, it wasn't it wasn't powerful enough, and they yeah. completely botched it. And when they botched that, my interest just went out the window up until that point. And I was excited for this, you know, this hybrid beast coming mm-hmm. out of the, you know, gonna fuck some shit up. But it was just, don't give a shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you as a recommendation now. It's probably one of the worst films you'll ever see, but you have to watch it. There's a film called Vamp. Uh, starts. Um, it's one of the most bizarre vampire films you'll it. ever see. Um, I'm trying to think of the name is. It's not Grace Kelly. Uh, Grace Jones, isn't it? 
uh, yeah. isn't it? That, very, that would have been a very interesting film if it was Grace Kelly, mind. <laughs> but um, like I say, if you've not watched that one, I would certainly recommend watching Vamp because it is quintessential, one of the worst 80s films you'll ever see, but it's just so fun to watch. But yes, when you put the when you put the list up on um, on Facebook of what's your favorite vampire movie, my sister put the ultimate one up on there. This is not just mine; it's hers. It's me mom's. It's me dad's. Like it's um, Dracula dead and loving it. That movie a- is hilarious. I love spoofs, mm-hmm. and that is one of the best spoof movies ever. Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, Leslie Nielsen. Sorry, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. it is so. Funny. It's not. I it's not repossessed. Repossessed. Oh, I well. love repossessed. <laughs> I don't because I'll have devil in a blue dress stuck on my head all night. Um, Is Donna writing the ones into a list? I thought Donna was writing <laughs> stuff on a list. <laughs> Need to watch Dracula Dead and Loving It. If you like spoof movies. It is, it's up there. Like, it is so funny. And Repossessed, watch Repossessed, because that is brilliant. <laughs> I didn't realise how many spoof movies, he's, like horror spoof movies he's actually in. Because he's, yeah. um, oh, scary he's not in scary movies. movies. No, no, Char- uh, what's he called? Because Charlie Sheen I, it was in the scary movies later on. It's but... James Woods. Uh, it's yeah. James Woods plays is who I thought was him. No Certainly. And again, just mentioning James Woods, given that shout out, John Carpenter's Vampires <gasps> is a very good Vampires? vampire film. Yeah. I, was just I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's hard to go through because, um, it's such a rich history when it comes to vampires like even like i say not just tv shows um again ones that people have probably seen like the vampire Diaries. i've never watched but never watched it it's such an interesting character and i think with all movie monsters as well i think it will and it it has stood the test of time because there's always new elements and it always brings that thing and again it, it means a lot more for different people for different reasons this is like it can go from campy to like say gothic um to the romantic side to be the terrifying side all these different elements from just a simple like say a, a story it, it it blows me mind sometimes when i think about it that way yeah. i like the was- mostly in this when he was like um did you get wood when i was killing the vampire and he's like mahogany at the end <laughs> oh dear <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, James Woods and them tight trousers just it's half the reason why I, I watch that movie constantly over and over and over again. Because it definitely isn't for the storyline, because it's <laughs> it's not that great. It's them trousers. You know though, it is interesting that we we I sat before we we were started recording and I was like, I don't feel like I've got anything to say. And then you don't when you start talking about it, you forget. Like how rich in history the vampire story is in movies. It's massive. It's absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, like I never, I only watched the Universal Horrors um, a couple of years ago. Like it's not something I'll say I've watched, you know, as as a kid or anything. And it still to this day mm-hmm. holds up as it's it's eerie. Like I mean, Bella is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't really think of it that like as is how rich in movie history the vampire story mm. actually is. And they, we haven't even touched on, like, say, Peter Kushner's Van Helsing uh, and, like, say, the Christopher not. Lee ones, which is um, always well done. But, um, yeah, but, like I say, I've really enjoyed talking about vampires. Like, say, <laughs> 
could probably go on, like I say, a lot longer. Is any anything you two want to add or any points that you think we've missed there, young ladies? Um, I did want to mention, because uh, Sam, you mentioned um interview with the vampire. Mm-hmm. I, I've ruined it for myself. <laughs> so <laughs> this was originally, I thought it was going to be in my top five originally, because I always loved it, because I watched it when mm. I was younger and I loved it and I re-watched it this week and I did not enjoy it anywhere as much as I did mm-hmm. when I was a kid. It's still good but I think I ruined it a bit for myself and I wish I'd I not was... <laughs> No, no, I was having this conversation with my husband because I asked my husband before I came on to say, you know, what's, what's the top favourite vampire movie and obviously Lost Boys was the thing and he says, you know, it probably interview with the vampires up there and I went, you know what though? It's not, it's not really aged great. Like, mm-hmm. if you... I don't know. I, I I do know what you mean because I watched it not long ago and I didn't get the warm fuzzies like I used to when I was a teenager and used to watch it. And obviously on the back of reading the book, like after I finished that book and how close the stories are to each other, um, I, I just fell in love with the movie so much. Like I, I constantly, my sister will tell you, I, if I watch something, I will watch it repeatedly over and over and over again. Yeah, how many so, times have you watched Ghostbusters? <laughs> too many. I actually went through a period for a whole I think it was a year was it a year might have been a year might have been six months where every day I watch Pitch Perfect every day every day without fail I put that movie on to watch it because of how it how warm and fuzzy it made us feel um, and Interview with the Vampire was very similar to that but when I've watched it recently it, it doesn't get us like it mm. used to only one scene in there that makes me almost burst into tears and it's when he he says the line open your eyes and see the world through your vampire eyes mm-hmm. and i like <gasps> dead. It's, yeah i think again not to do it down i do and i do enjoy it but i think since then the vampire films and the, like say the, the elements has been done not say better mm-hmm. but differently and more interestingly yeah I think that'll probably be yeah. the best way of putting it because I don't want to not get in say that films are because as I said, our, my opinion for films is a lot different. It's like I like like the scary or like I don't really well, I like Twilight, so I can't really say I don't like the romantic side of it. But um I do find it quite interesting. But I think again, not to do it down, interview with the vampire was very painted by numbers for a vampire film. It was every you could pretty much call what was going to happen, and every beat was um, what you could understand See? but um, what I was going to say is what one of the key characters I loved about Interview with the Vampire and he hasn't really even got a big part was Christian Slater I absolutely thought he was amazing the in interviewer. that film yeah. See, the, the interviewer it goes on so can you remember Queen of the Damned and you've got um, Marius who is was he Lestat's maker um, he he actually goes the interviewer goes on to be his partner and it's honestly the the whole universe of what Anne Rice created is so everyone is connected everyone like even David for the talent master in Queen of the Dam has something to do with the stat and with um well, Brad Pitt's Louis it's, it's interesting that you say that now because we are going to get the Anne Rice Chronicles aren't we the tv show is going to be getting made yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. You know, um, her who played Drusilla, mm-hmm. she 
has been doing, I think it's her, she's been doing a documentary on vampires for nearly 15 years. If you go on Google, I think it's her who's been doing it because she's very heavily into vampires, obviously. Um, <laughs> and she's she was doing a whole back history of it um, and doing this, and it, it never materialized. I am right. still waiting for this amazing documentary on vampires because she had interviews with Anne Rice. Yeah. Um, but she I, went I, through Sarah, the whole history of yeah. it. Yeah, but I think Amazon, uh, I know Amazon's doing everything now, but I think that they've got something to do with the new uh, Anne Rice um, like TV show. So that I think they're going to go through all the books. I don't know if it's going to be just Interview with the Vampire, but I remember seeing somewhere that they've, they've started casting and the stats being cast and stuff. But again, don't quote us on that. I'm just trying to no, go off I memory think I, there. I think I remember. I think I remember hearing about it. And if they do, they can't just do interview with the vampire. It has to be the Chronicles because there's so much into it. Like Armand plays a huge part in the Chronicles, who was played by Antonio Banderas. And that whole scene where, um, you know, when they they finally catch, they finally find out that Claudia um, killed a vampire and that's why she's killed. Do you know how they actually found that out? Because they don't tell you in the movie. There's no way they can actually guess. Their mind, you know, it was Lestat. That was mm-hmm. the big thing in the book that was different. That it was Lestat who came out and was like, ha, ha, she tried, she killed me. Look at the state of it. And then the vampire council agreed that she had to go. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference in the book. And it, honestly, I read that on a bus and screamed, right. holy shit. was <laughs> <laughs> got a great fright. <laughs> Bless you. So, we'll, like I say, we'll wrap up there. So, I think we've done vampires justice, shall we say. Um, but- don't want to get too late along with the sunlight coming out as well, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I to drive really early in the morning, so... <laughs> Bless. So, girls, like I say, Donna and uh, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed it. Like I say, it's been a laugh having you on again. Uh, well, thank Sam, you for your first time. <laughs> of course. Um, like I say, I know Sam's going to, like I say, love and horror tomorrow, so I'm very jealous. Um, oh, but, yes... <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, again, if you've listened and enjoyed, please, like I say, give us feedback, comment on the, the YouTube channel, let us know on the Facebook group. Please join us on the Facebook group. Um, like I say, uh, Nerdy Up North Community, we're on Instagram. This will be going live on YouTube, Amazon Prime, not Amazon Prime, uh, that's where I get me shopping, Amazon Music, awesome. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, just to give a shout out ah. as well. Um, Sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, you give me a shout out. I just before you, I was just going to say before you do your close up, I want to say something, but no, no, give me a shout out. Oh, it's fine. I was just going to say we've got something really um, big in the works coming up as well. Um, if you're on the Facebook group, you'll know what what we're talking about. We are planning on doing a live podcast uh, at the end of November. We're going to do a full twelve hour stint um, with different guests coming on at different hours with surprise topics and surprise top fives uh, to try and catch me and Sam out. So it should be interesting and uh, to see how um, my temperament stays up for the full uh, full 12 hours. See who gets told off the post. (laughs) It's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun and it's all for a great cause. It is a charity event and me and Paul have decided on Willows um, Mm -hmm. with with cat parents Mm -hmm. and I thought, and and it's local. So it's really is for a good cause. I just wanted to say before you did your sign off, I wanted to thank everyone for the amount of love and support and understanding I got from my post that I did the other day. Um, 
I thought this was the perfect time to come on and say thank you to everyone. It meant the world. So thank you. That was it. Cool. No problem. So have you got anything else you want to add, ladies? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> on our vampire crushes. Didn't even think of that. So we'll let you two go first because obviously you have thought about it. I've got two. <laughs> so mine would be obviously Spike and Vamp Willow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. With that corset, she looked amazing. I, like I that. love Willow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is David from The Lost Boys. And it is actually bleared as well. Paul. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she was technically. I know she was. Well, she wasn't a full vampire, but star in Lost Boys. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. She was half and half. She, was like, yeah, yeah. she didn't. She didn't. She didn't drink any. Uh, she drank the blood, but didn't feed, so she didn't become a full vampire. And and, and of card and of course Nadia. Yes, yes. Well, then there you go. I'm just uh, mine's Matt Berry. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Matt Berry, and also, um, did you see the Dracula TV series that was on BBC? It was like a three part yeah. series. The guy I like who the played first Dracula in that. Yeah. Hello. He was beautiful. <laughs> then into a bit of a Cockney Wide Boy towards the end, which was a bit weird. But who yeah. gives? A, who gives a shit? That suit he wore in the first series was just unreal. Beautiful, loved it. Yes, but again, like I say, thank you for everyone who's given us the love. I know I want to say thank you uh, to Sam as well. Um, I noticed that you did before we come on post something on Instagram that did get us another follow, follow about 10 new followers that subscribed oh. uh, to our YouTube channel. So thank you very much for that. It means a lot. <laughs> Um, also, I do, I do highly recommend if you if you to watch this episode because the ladies look absolutely phenomenal. You really like. I feel really. Oh, sorry. Well, I just chopped meat, like I. <laughs> yeah. Did it didn't look ignored. at me? Aye, fine. No, no, don't. No, no. But the ladies look absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for making ah. the, the effort ah. and showing me and Paul up. We appreciate it. <laughs> I, I like I like to be known. I am the eye candy of this podcast. So just uh, put that out there. But. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think we keep a straight face with that one. Yes, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Stay dirty, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.